Hello and welcome back to another installment of Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. It's great to have you back with us for today's episode. Homer, standing in the on-deck circle, he'll be joining me momentarily. Uh, but first, look, we want to thank you as you guys are coming in here on the Facebook live stream or if you're joining us uh, you know, after the fact and listening to this in the car on your way to work or watching it on your, your laptop you know, after a hard day's work. Either way, we're happy to have you here. Uh, we've got a great conversation teed up for you. And also, if you are joining us on the live stream, today. We'd love to have your feedback. You know, Homer and I were chatting and we would love to you know, get more of you, our audience, involved in our shows. So therefore, uh, you know, if you've got any questions that pertain to the topic at hand that we're discussing that day, uh, you know, anything that you'd like clarified or elaborated upon, please throw that in the comments below. We'll see that information coming through. We'll be able to acknowledge some of your questions, uh, you know, and answer them on today's live stream. We'll carve out a little time towards the end of the show to do so. So, you know, you hear anything you like or it would allow, you know, like it to be elaborated on, feel free to chime in. We'd love to get some feedback from you. But Either way, we've got a great topic lined up for you today. As you probably know, Homer and I have hammered home a lot of different topics pertaining to the family dynamic and its dynamics surrounding the wealth specifically. You know, a few episodes back, Homer and I touched on the idea of a family constitution. Not necessarily a legal document, but a pretty formal document in that uh, its objective is to align the family, sure, the matriarch and patriarch, but also, uh, you know, the children, the heirs that will be one day, uh, to make sure everybody's on the same page when it comes to the wealth, the family goals for the wealth, uh, so on and so forth. You know, there are too many issues that can arise, uh, some of which we'll be outlining today, but there are too many issues that can be, uh, you know, that can rise to the forefront of concern when everyone's just not aligned within a given family on how that wealth should be trickled down, how that wealth should be ultimately utilized. So today's topic, we've got the five critical wealth planning mistakes of a successful family business. It's an interesting one. It's the mistakes, though, of a successful family business. And luckily, we've got Homer with us to dive into what these mistakes are. So hey, Homer, great to see you. How's it going today? Uh, it's going really well, Ryan. Glad to be here and uh, glad to be talking on such an important topic here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, family businesses are the backbone of our country. Too many times, you know, are we spending an afternoon popping into the ma and pa corner on the sh or shop on the corner, grabbing a drink, grabbing some food, grabbing a, you know, a, a service, a good, a, you know, anything. Um, and, and we ultimately benefit from it. They're so important to our, our lifestyle and our economy. But running a family business is a whole nother gambit. You know, running a f successful family business, Homer, honestly, it's going to take a tremendous amount of, of working hard and working smart. It's that old adage. But also navigating the family dynamics along the way, that can always be tricky too. So today we're examining some of those key mistakes that too many success successful family businesses are making these days and some of those mistakes that you see in your practices over at Convergent Wealth Partners. So Homer, to get our conversation started today, when it comes to family businesses as a whole, talk to us a little bit about the importance of why wealth planning overall needs to be just at the forefront of a family business. Yeah, I think uh, one important comment to make as well is that while a lot of people think of family businesses as the is really only the mom and pop on the corner, uh, it really some of the largest businesses in the country are still family-run private businesses, and so they can be you know any size really, right? And 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 they're the foundation to your point of you know successful economies around the world, and probably one of the oldest business models that there is out there. And I think one of the big distinctions though with family businesses is that the the controlling family is really all about creating continuity and 
trying to ensure that that business thrives and maintains the control and the ownership within that family. And really the most successful family businesses employ the idea of wealth planning. So they're bringing the best tax, legal and financial minds together to help them construct a plan that's going to be cohesive and really is going to work in concert with each other. So it's really about the bigger picture planning for those most successful family businesses. Right. And for those successful family business Homer, businesses, Homer, there's a lot at play. There's a lot happening. Like you said, top legal financial tax experts around them, helping them position themselves for, for you know, a, a better position in the future. Given all of those moving parts, I would imagine it's safe to say that there are plenty of risks that lie ahead of them for mistakes. Would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. And, and one of the biggest mistakes that we see, you know, I want to be honest with our own industry is, you know, oftentimes the the leaders of these family businesses are just working with the wrong professionals. It's not like mm -hmm. they're bad professionals. It's not like they're making, you know, intentional mistakes. It's just they may not be the right fit for that business at that time. And, you know, they might be, you know, technically brilliant with their strategies that they're putting together, but they just, you know, might be a strategy that just only fits within a very narrow world. And because that's their only solution that they can bring to the table, they're missing out on a lot of other important considerations that that family business owner and that family business team should be looking at. And so the, it's the old adage of, you know, uh, a hammer only sees a nail. If, if as an advisor or as an attorney or as a, a CPA, if you only have one main strategy, even if that hammer is an awesome hammer, even if it's the best technical solution that you have, every, whenever you're meeting with an owner, everything's going to look like a nail. And so that solution is always going to be the same. And, and the reality is, you know, private businesses and, and family businesses in particular, like we spoke earlier, can be anywhere from very simple businesses to extremely complex businesses and everything in between. And there is no one size fits all solution to, to any family business. So you need to have a team that can really bring you all of this, the potential solutions available and really work with the family to pick the right and best solutions for that family. Sure. Absolutely. You know, Homer, we've, we've hit, hit on this topic a lot in terms of the conversations that not only just you at Convergent Wealth Partner have with new clients, existing clients, but just the stress testing process overall and how there's such a human element that comes into that conversation that needs to be at, you know, at the, at the very top of all these conversations to understand family dynamics, family goals, things of that nature. So that being said, what should family business owners, you know, and decision makers overall, Homer, be looking for uh, to tell them that, Hey, this wealth planner, this is your guy, this is your gal, this is the individual you should be working with. Yeah, family businesses should really be looking to engage a, a wealth planner that's really interested in understanding the, the really deep dynamics um, of the family. We, to your point, what we call the human element. So everything and everyone that's going to be important to that family and that business and everything and everybody who will be impacted by the decisions of the, the people running the family business. So it's really getting to know them on that, that deep level. And uh, oftentimes what we know of uh, advisors uh, in, in our world is we're really focused on being technically proficient. We've got great solutions and great advice around those technically proficient solutions, but we oftentimes miss what's really important to the family because we're too focused on just being technically brilliant and not focused on what the family really wants. Sure. And Homer, what would be another, you know, big wealth planning mistake that you're seeing too many successful, you know, family businesses making? Obviously, they've got to pick the right professional to work with. You know, what's another mistake that they should avoid? I think a big one right now, and, and then we're going to date this live stream. So for future people watching this, we're going to we're going to date it a bit here, but it's really an overemphasis on taxes. 
And I know that saying an overemphasis on taxes right now might seem a little odd given some of the changes we're seeing out there in, in the tax proposals uh, from the Biden administration, especially those that are going to have a particular impact on business owners. And, and there are a lot of great solutions when it comes to taxes. We can put structures to get together to you know, reduce or even eliminate uh, future taxes within the business. We can create solutions that could provide some discounts in terms of passing assets on to future family members. So there are a lot of great things out there that we can do. But the challenge is if we you know, let the tax tail wag the dog too much, we often miss what's, again, what's really important to that family. And we can end up creating structures that down the road, while they were great from a tax planning standpoint, can end up creating a lot of conflict within the family because the structures become too inflexible based on how we set them up for taxes. So you know, while it is really important and while most of our business owner clients are, are really concerned and focused on taxes, uh, it's not their only concern. And we got to make sure we're balancing the, the, the issues around taxes with all of the other issues that a family business and family dynamics are dealing with. So it's not just one uh, area that we need to focus on. Right, right. I appreciate you saying that. And we're going to get into a few more mistakes down the road. But for anybody that's joining us here on the live stream, I uh, just want to reiterate, if you have any comments, any questions regarding, you know, these mistakes that we're seeing successful family businesses make, uh, feel free to chime in in the comment section below. We'd love to get your feedback and uh, potentially answer any questions or, or clarification, you know, pieces that you might have uh, and ask of us towards the end of the show today. But Homer, to keep the train rolling, so to speak, uh, what would be, you know, a third wealth planning pitfall? that you're seeing family-owned businesses uh, making and, and what would one that uh, you know you should highlight that we need to watch out for? Yeah, another one that we see often are uh, the, the patriarch or matriarch of the family business often being overly secretive around the goings-on in the business and not really informing the next generation of some critical issues related to the business. And unfortunately, they're not finding out oftentimes until the will is read. And, you know, while the intentions are often good uh, for creating a lot of the secrecy around the business, you know, trying to keep family cohesion together and not, you know, create any sort of uh, conflict within the family, unfortunately, it most often leads to the opposite. And from the research we've done, we know that, you know, uh, 70% or at least a large number of, of wealth transfers don't make it past the second generation. And the primary reason or the, the main reasons for that is first and foremost, there's not enough trust and communication between and among generations. And then the, the, the second one is heirs just aren't prepared for the wealth. And so the secrecy that often goes on between generations um, is was one of the key reasons for this. So, you know, you don't have to be 100% transparent, transparent with everything going on in the business and every detail. But, you know, the key decisions around the business and the future of the business for those key family members that are going to be a part of the management of that family business in the future, uh, they should be involved and, and should be at least informed of what's going on at that level. And Homer, you know, I love that you bring this mistake up kind of on the coattails of us having the conversation regarding the family constitution, because, you know, clarity is so important around this, you know, your stat, uh, you know, the succession doesn't make it past the second, you know, level of an heir. I mean, that is, that's hard to hear. It's hard to hear, especially when a matriarch or patriarch works their tail off to develop their wealth, uh, you know, has all these goals and aspirations for the family, the family's legacy moving forward, only to see that dissipate over over generations, uh, it's got to be frustrating. The old adage rolling over in a grave. I mean, it's, it's got to be tough to see, uh, you know, especially as a wealth planner yourself. So that being said, Homer, any other, you know, m big mistakes that you'd want to warn people about uh, today when it comes to running a successful family business? Yeah, I think one that's, it's kind of related to the secrecy. It, another one is uh, oftentimes they set up these plans, these wealth plans to really solve for all of their big goals and their needs. 
but they're not updated often enough. You know, we talked about how, you know, family businesses are complicated. There's a lot going on and the dynamics can change over time. The economy can change over time. And a lot of times people do these complex plans and they just kind of check the box and, hey, we're, we're good. Um, but the problem is as things change, the plan needs to be able to change with it. And so it's really important that family business owners, uh, the team surrounding that, that they're making regular updates to the plan. You know, there, there's things they got to be watching out for um, as they move forward uh, within that and, and making sure it's flexible and in flux and can keep up with the changing times. Right, Homer. The times are a changing. Uh, you know, there are there's so much to consider these days. I mean, look at I mean, when we first launched our show, we were on the coattails of the COVID-19 pandemic. We discussed the importance uh, of stress testing around the uncertainty that COVID brought along with it. Obviously, the presidential election was happening at the same time. I mean, there was so much to consider and so much uncertainty that would obviously change, uh, you know, in many cases, a, a, a wealth strategy for a, a given family. So you want to stay on top of that. So then my next question, which uh, begs to be asked at this point, is what should families be doing, Homer, to, you know, adjust or make sure their plans aren't outdated? Yeah, so for those families who maybe haven't quite kept up to date as much as they'd like, you know, this concept that we've discussed of stress testing, of, of looking at the core elements of their plan is really critical. And we want to make sure that, you know, number one, that there aren't mistakes being made. Um, two, we want to address whether there's been major changes in the economy or in just the dynamics of the business itself and that those changes aren't being overlooked. Uh, we also want to make sure, have there been changes in the dynamics of the family that we want to make sure aren't being overlooked when it comes to the long-term planning for the business? And then finally, are there new solutions or strategies or, or tax laws that have changed that you know we can put into place these new strategies to address those changes that are happening and, and improve the overall dynamic structure or finances of the business uh, just by you know regularly making those updates to the overall plan? Mm -hmm. and, and Homer, what would be the fifth and final big mistake that you see family business owners making these days? Yeah, the last big one, and I've definitely seen this, is this belief that if a family business actually sells to an outside party, not in the family, that it's a failure in some way. You know, the people running these family businesses, they, they really see that it's their legacy to keep this family business going and making it successful. And it might be even a disgrace if they're not able to you know, keep it within the family. And, you know, oftentimes even some of the advisors that they're working with uh, are helping them uh, with this and, and putting structures in place where they require that or prohibit the sale of the business to anybody outside of the family. And while this is, you know, seems right, right, you know, you want to keep this family business going within the family, the problem becomes, well, what happens if in the future generations they're not interested in being part of the family business anymore for whatever reason. And now you have these complex structures in place that require every single family member to agree on an outside sale. Uh, it could lead to a lot of uh, conflict within the family. And so again, not to say that every family business should be looking to sell outside the family. I'm not saying that by any stretch, but I think what's more important is that they remain flexible and just not put structures in place that for future generations um, ends up uh, unwinding the business completely because of those structures that they put into place. Sure, sure. So much to consider here, uh, you know, given all these mistakes that you've laid out in front of us. I mean, at the very beginning of our conversation, Homer, we were simply laying out the the importance behind having a wealth advisor to work with, you know, a wealth manager to work with, uh, given 
the mistakes that we were about to address. So Homer, we've we've scared our audience, if anything, today uh, in addressing some of these mistakes. Uh, any encouraging words, next steps, things that they should be considering, uh, you know, things that they should do today if they if they're thinking, you know, hey, I have a family business. Uh, yeah, I, I always thought that maybe I would hand it down to my son or daughter, um, but I don't seem to be addressing any of these. What would be your thoughts uh, for that individual? I think the easiest step is obviously one we've hit on already is is just review your plan and, and bring your your team together, your your team of advisors, and and make sure that you're addressing all the key issues, having open conversations uh, with the rest of the family about the purpose and the future of this business and what you want to accomplish with it, and then you know working with that team to address the concerns that come up, and you know if you have the right team in place, the good news is even if there's some challenges ahead of you, uh, they're going to be able to help you develop the roadmap that's going to ultimately help you uh, plan down the road to get to your amazing life of significance. So whatever that is for you, just having the right team in place is the, the most important component for that. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's the age old, age old adage. Uh, well, hey, look, Homer, I really appreciate you taking your time to dive into these these core mistakes that we're seeing successful family businesses make. I know we're probably going to touch on various assets, very uh, various things that face you know a family business. We mentioned the Constitution. You know, here are the mistakes. We're going to be talking family businesses in episodes to come, but still appreciate you shedding some light on these mistakes for us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Well, hey, look, and we want to thank you, our audience, our viewers, those who are joining us on the live stream today. You know, uh, if you have any questions for future episodes, maybe even some topics that you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out on whatever platform that you're, you know, consuming our show on. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback and engage with you and, and incorporate some of those thoughts and questions into our show. Uh, you know, Homer and I will be back next month with another great episode featuring a different financial topic. That topic will be decided soon enough, but ultimately for Homer Smith, I'm Ryan Ruff. We thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Advance Your Wealth, and we'll see you again on the next one. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. We should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith integrated its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Please consult your legal tax advisor regarding your specific situation.